0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you know me, you know that I love martial arts. It's one of my top passions in life. And my buddy TJ has a fantastic clothing company called Detroit Boxing Company. All their gear, all their t-shirts, their hoodies, their hats, everything is super, super comfy. And flip side of the coin, I also feel like I could throw a jab cross, hook way better when I wear one of those shirts. I don't know what's going on and the magic that they put in that shirt. Small disclaimer that the shirts do not give you any additive power when you are wearing the shirt. Please be informed that this is just a simple t-shirt made of cotton and other materials. There is no magic effects. And I swear that that does something to my combinations. TJ is a fantastic human being and he's putting out a lot of great product. If you want to scoop yourself up a shirt, a hoodie, make sure you check them out. Detroit Boxing Company Dot com. Use the code word CoreyCast at the checkout to save yourself some additional coin. That's right, DetroitBoxingCompany.com. Code word CoreyCast. All one word, to save yourself a little moolah. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The love and support that you guys show me is such a wonderful thing. From the text messages to social media posts, it's just a constant reminder of how many awesome people I have in my life. If you want to support the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, like the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with your friends and tell them what your favorite episode is. If you think yourself or someone you may know would be great on the podcast, reach out to me and we can make it happen. I love putting these out and getting a chance to talk to so many interesting people is so incredible. So thank you for giving me your time and I appreciate you guys more than I can put into words. I love you people very much. I am very excited for this episode because Kaylee is such a fantastic baker. She is honestly one of the most talented and skilled decorators I think I've ever seen. And sometimes I feel like when I see a cake that's really pretty, it doesn't taste so awesome. But I'll tell you what, Kaylee checks all the boxes. The cake is amazing. The decorations are fantastic. She even did some cupcakes and some cakes for when we did the Dungeons and Donations charity stream when we did the uh, the live event. She brought cupcakes and they were so freaking amazing and I'm really excited that I got to talk to her because her and I have been friends for a long time but I've never really sat down and talked to her about why she was so passionate about baking. And it was so cool to learn her strategies, her techniques, and kind of her history of what landed her to opening up her own bakery. She owns the Sugar Blossom Cake Shop in the village of Liverpool. And let me tell you, that place is awesome. They do custom mortars, they do cupcakes, cakes, anything that is delicious in cake, she makes. So I hope you enjoy this episode with my friend Kaylee.
1: my name is Kaylee Lugosi. I'm the owner and pastry chef of Sugar Blossom Cake Shop in Liverpool. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> How long have you had that shop for?
1: Uh, so we opened December 3rd of 2020.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. And what what was it that made you want to open your own bakery?
1: Um. So, I mean, since I had gone to school and gone like worked at a bunch of different bakeries, I've always wanted kind of my own thing where I could have my own style and we could offer like Really pretty like over the top things that um we like to create,
0: so from to where you are now, how did you get into baking did you Did you go to school for something like that?
1: Yeah, so I went to Alfred State College and graduated in two thousand and nine. Um, so they have a program for baking and production management there, um, and that's kind of where I got my start.
0: Was there something that really like hooked you into wanting to to bake?
1: Um, I really like the artistic side of it. You kind of get to be creative and fun and do different things. It's not like the same thing day in and day out. So that's what really appealed to me, I think.
0: When you go from, uh, where did you work before you had your own shop?
1: Um, So after I graduated school, I went and worked at Mario's Bakery in North Syracuse. So just a little Italian bakery. I worked there until 2011, and then I went to Turning Stone Um, And so I started off kind of just being a baker and working all the stations there. And then I ended up um, doing the wedding cakes there. So I did the wedding cakes for like four or five years for all of their different venues. And it was crazy. It was an amazing experience because we got to do so many different things and like over the top cakes that I don't get to do a lot of now because a lot of the stuff I do now is a little smaller um and then after there i went and worked at sugar and company downtown which was a dessert and wine bar and that was really neat because i got to do something a little different than i was used to and do um plated desserts that were pretty and artistic but in a different way and then i worked at half moon bakery before we opened our own shop
0: that's cool you say artistic and when i look at what you do on like your instagram i mean we've been friends since This frisbee, right? Ultimate frisbee days when we all played together. So, like following you on Instagram and watching, like all those. And it is very artistic; those cakes. You have to be artistic to make those.
1: You definitely have to be creative, like, uh, to come up with the different designs and do. I mean, there's a million different things you can do, and what people want. So it's it's fun.
0: Are you kind of like a perfectionist?
1: Um. Yeah, I definitely am. A very centered and focused on like details and making sure everything's perfect. And I stress over and over <laughs> different things <laughs> so
0: when you were at uh turning stone did you what was like the uh like the largest project you had to do
1: oh um well our bridal shows were always really big projects so we would do a couple of different display cakes and then like dessert bars of different items that might be a little more cutting edge or more fun and that people could come in and sample and be like oh wow like this you can offer this here and all of that
0: that's cool and you got to like learn a lot of techniques do you think more working or did you learn a lot of what you know from from schooling
1: um so you definitely learn a lot more in the field I feel like schooling is a great base to start with um it kind of gets your feet wet and you get a feel for what the industry is like but you don't really learn like a lot of the finer tuned details until you're out and into the industry and like really like into the thick of it and how you have to like be creative and detail oriented, but also like time conscious as well.
0: Right. Right. Is that a big part of uh, like baking is just the time management?
1: Yeah, it definitely is um, because we want to be able to like make a good amount of cakes, but also we want each one to get its detail and all of the, what makes it special. (laughs) So,
0: right. Right. Especially with your uh, artistic touch on all of them. Like making sure yeah. that that they look good. That's that's got to be super important.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Do
0: you, do you have like a? Did you have like a mentor when you first got in the field? Like somebody that really taught you a lot?
1: Um. So when I started working at Mario's, I worked with like cake decorator Linda. Um. She taught me a lot there. And then at Turning Stone, um, there was an amazing cake decorator, Megan. I didn't get to work with her quite as as much as I would have liked to, but um, I saw kind of the things that she did and learning the techniques that she used was a huge part of like what got me into like the wedding cakes. And we use Italian buttercream for those. And it's like a completely different process where we're like frosting the cakes and chilling them and then scraping them down again to get like a nice sharp edge.
0: Oh, that's how you, that's how you get that sharp edge is you chill it first. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, when people say baking, there's a couple different facets of baking, right? Like you have like the breads and the sweets, is do you obviously you like to do the sweets but do you also like dabble with breads and stuff like that
1: um so breads definitely are not my thing they're a completely different like beast when it comes to that i can do like macaroons and brownies and cupcakes and all the fun like pastries um but breads i definitely am not well versed in yeah
0: that seems like bread seems to be a lot of patience it seems like get everything and then wait
1: Yep. <laughs> That's like proofing story. it or
0: baking it or doing something, you know. Yep. So uh when you had opened up your your own business was it really about wanting to kind of like do your own thing? That was really the 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 reason why you wanted to open your own place?
1: Yeah, I wanted to be able to create a brand and to create the items that we put out there and have it be like the style and the aesthetic that I really wanted.
0: When you say, like, create a brand, how did you come up with that idea? Like, how did you come up with the feel?
1: Um, So for us, we wanted things that were going to be, like, really pretty. So really pink and glittery and gold and, like, highly embellished and kind of, like, our macaroons are kind of our staple as one of the decorations on our cakes and sprinkles, stuff like that. So we took, like, a color scheme, I guess, and a feel and then went with that.
0: Right. Right. Because like when I look at like your Instagram or your website, it definitely does have like a like a feel to it. It feels like that's that's a part of your guys' personality.
1: Yeah, definitely. We wanted to kind of have everything be cohesive. And like when you walk in, you kind of know what you're going to get, like you're going to see a case that's just beautiful and everything kind of pops and stands out.
0: Yeah. Speaking of case, I I brought Ashton my son today, and I'm sorry, but I think he pushed his lips up against okay. the window and smeared everything on that nice, beautiful case of yours.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's to be expected with a glass case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when uh, you made your brand, did you have like other people that were were helping? Are you solo, or do you have a business partner?
1: Um. So when we initially started, um, I built the business with Lauren. Um, she is amazing she is pretty much more of like the baking side of things um we did end up kind of uh not splitting but i bought the remainder of the business from her this year and became sole owner um she just didn't really like like the business side of things that she really loves and has a passion for baking but um she just kind of she's there she's a manager now and um so she still works with us but now i'm sole owner (laughs)
0: Yeah, they like to get their hands dirty and there's some people who just don't want to deal with like all that paperwork.
1: Yeah, and it is a lot of like paperwork and organization and stuff like that, which I equally enjoy. So, <laughs> I don't know. I love it.
0: How do you how do you stay organized with everything?
1: Um, so uh we take all of our orders via email. That way I can keep everything kind of uh written down and I can refer back to it and stuff like that and then like just like lists. I love lists and mm. um organization and stuff like that. So
0: when you say like organized, is even like the stations that you when you guys are like prepping the, the cakes and the macaroons, like do you guys have stations that are prepped with stuff ready to go?
1: Um, yep. So typically the day before we'll prep out, like when we make macaroons, we'll scale out the eggs and the, um, the dry ingredients and stuff like that. So when we come in, the station set up with the burner and all the sugar and then we pull out our eggs and the dry and then we go from there. So we're like immediately jumping into it.
0: How do you figure out the menu? Like, are your flavors of macaroons like constantly flipping through, or do you have like the same nine that you stick with, or eight that you like?
1: Um, so we have a full menu on the website, but what goes in the case is typically dependent on what we do for orders. So mm. if someone orders like a dozen cake batter and a dozen raspberry, then we'll make those and also make extra for the case to sell, and that's pretty much goes for all of the items. Any cupcakes, we'll make all my cupcakes and then make extra for the case that day and go that way.
0: Do you find like balancing between being in the bakery and then doing all the like the emails and the the paperwork? Do you find that like do you do you have that perfect balance?
1: It's never a perfect balance. Um I feel like a lot of times I'll be in the bakery, so I won't get the emails as much as I would like to. Um I do try to do my emails like Mondays and Tuesdays because I were closed. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I say I'm off, but <laughs> I'm always doing something. Um, so we try to do those and then like, I'll keep up on emails, probably, probably until like Thursday. And then on the weekends, it's kind of just, you're in the bakery, you're making cakes and that's like the primary thing. Right. So,
0: right. And how, man, it just seems like there's just so many moving parts, especially when you're running your business, running it, trying to make sure everything's stocked and make sure you have all the ingredients and everything. Do you, uh, like lean on, uh, you say Lauren, the manager
1: to help Um, you out with that? Oh, yeah, she definitely does. She's a huge help. Um, She pretty much kind of dictates what happens for production. And honestly, the whole team is a huge help. Like anytime we're using something, if someone sees the sugar is low, we're, we write it on a board. And then so that kind of accumulates through the week. So then when we go to order from our distributor, we know what we're ordering. We double check on stuff. Um, but yeah, Lauren helps a lot with like organization ordering and kind of keeping us running as well.
0: Do you think like I would say... I think a better way to ask this question is, do you think the the people that work there and the environment, do you feel like you you got the perfect mix?
1: I feel like we are a great mix. I love my team. They are awesome. And I love watching them grow and teaching them stuff. And they take initiative and they know what they're doing and they're always trying to help out. And it, I'm beyond grateful for the team that we have. They're awesome. That's
0: That's awesome. And how do you find people to work at the bakery are they usually friends or are they people that you met through school or connections
1: um so it's a little bit of everything um i met sean michael back when i was working at mario's um and then he kind of worked a couple different places and then he ended up coming working with us which was really awesome and i worked uh, with tasha at turning stone um she also went to alfred state where i went so that was kind of cool to hire someone who was from the same college and like sean michael went to paul smith like lauren did um so that was also really neat to kind of have alumni with us.
0: And yeah, then all the uh... our... <laughs> sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say everybody from uh, Alfred, right?
1: Yeah, uh, Alfred and then Paul Smith. So Oh
0: nice, nice. Sorry, keep do... oh, What were you saying, I'm sorry.
1: We've got one girl who works out front, um, who does like the counter and waits on everyone and uh she bakes at home and she loves it. And so we've started to bring her in the back and teach her and she's incredibly talented. So that's really neat to see to, to kind of help someone grow who like has a passion for it. And I don't know. That's cool.
0: You like when you were, uh, you're talking about her and training her, like you lit up, you lit up like a candle. Like it was cool. Like you were just like super, do you love teaching people baking techniques?
1: I do. I I think it's really neat. Sometimes it's like difficult because. I I'm like a hands-on person so I'll try to like explain it but I have to be like here let me show you (laughs) I feel like I'm a little invasive sometimes but it's really like nice to see like I've had such a passion for it and I always wanted a mentor and someone who could teach me and who was excited to see me like progress so I love being able to do that for my staff
0: that's cool do you ever see yourself like teaching in front of a classroom or maybe you already have
1: um, no, that actually terrifies me. Uh, public teaching <laughs> anything like this too is like not really my thing. Um, but like when I'm in small groups, I love it. Um, maybe someday teaching like a really small flower class for like our gum paste flowers. That would be neat.
0: What is a gum paste? What is that?
1: Um, so it's, so gum paste is kind of like a sugar dough, which is similar in texture to clay. Um, and we use them to make flowers on some of our wedding cakes and, they're literally like built petal by petal. So they'll like roll out a petal and like texture it and then like layer on and then you build them to get this huge, beautiful flower. That's like really Whoa. lifelike.
0: Whoa, that's cool. See, it's like all these cool techniques. Like I don't like, it's just such a, such a whole nother world when it comes to baking. Cause I'm a, a God awful baker. <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> when it comes to baking, but when it like comes to like chicken and sauteing stuff and whipping it, like I can find my way around the kitchen, but when it comes to, baking god no i can't do it i just can't do it
1: baking is a little different i love cooking too but not the same way
0: yeah it's do you find it's almost like a meditation for you when you're when you're baking
1: if it's if i'm like really in the groove yeah like you're kind of just going and you're just vibing off of what you're doing and it's it's really nice
0: well I, well especially when when you are such a planner and someone comes to you with like a a big wedding cake order is it usually you that that does the planning the baking and the assembling of everything
1: um so I definitely help with the planning so I primarily am the contact for like a wedding um so I'll take their orders and then we'll go through payment and doing the tasting and all of that right now we're doing take-home tasting boxes which is a little different but it still works (laughs) um but then my team so like we write out like the bake list and then Lauren typically bake stuff and sometimes like the rest of the team will too depending on if it's like cookies or macaroons, things like that and then um a lot of times they help assemble or build the cake but I'm the one doing the finishing work so the frosting the decorating um stuff like that
0: and that's your meditative state right there when you're yes. like <laughs> you're like in the zone <laughs> yeah do you like listen to music when you're like focusing on it
1: no or music just silent kind of yeah <laughs> Really? I'm like someone who loves quiet. Um, mm. Just, I don't know. It, it's different though. If I'm there and I'm alone and I have like my AirPods in that, then I can listen to music. But if it's like on and it's, and then everyone's talking and moving around, it's like, uh.
0: <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. When, when somebody is in the kitchen and I'm making dinner, I'm like, please get the hell out of the kitchen. Let me, (laughs) let me cook. Like, I don't want to run into people when I'm cooking. So I can't imagine when you have like your back room and you got like four people also trying to do things. That's gotta be so frustrating. At least for me, I could already feel it.
1: I feel like I'm used to it. Unless I'm like really stressed. I'm pretty good at dealing (laughs) with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you say really stressed, is that like when wedding season comes around and you're just trying to bang out all these cakes?
1: Yeah. And just because like sometimes if I'm not really used to doing a certain technique or I'm trying something new and uh, it's not going the way I wanted to, or sometimes it's so humid that like the frosting acts a little funny and then I kind of just get like wound up and I'm like, okay, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to do this. And we eventually work through it and it's fine. But (laughs) Right.
0: Well, that's, I think that comes back to having like a good, a good team, a good like support system that you guys have like a good It's almost like a a yin and yang. And I use this a lot when I was when I worked at runnings. uh, I was assistant manager and I had Judy, who was uh, the other assistant manager. And she was so good with HR and like all the paperwork. And I was really good at like merchandising and getting people like involved on the floor more. So it was like it was nice because we worked really well together because she she was strong in my weaknesses and vice versa. And it sounds like that's kind of what you have there.
1: Yeah, I feel like we all work really well together and everyone kind of picks up where they can and helps and we all make it happen. And I mean, the holidays, like I've watched each holiday, like us get better and better and kind of like streamline the process and the menu. Cause like sometimes we have too many different moving parts on a menu that's just too drastic. But then like, if you kind of streamline everything you make them similar and everyone can help out and do the de- decoration and all of that, it's great.
0: <laughs> uh, and I, I mentioned like wedding season. Do you have like a busy season? Is like that that May, June, July like super slam for you guys?
1: It changes every year. Um, oh, wow. The past couple of years that I've been in the industry, fall has been huge. Um, huh. But this year, it seems like that May and June are really big, and then we are like pretty busy in September too. But it's not. It used to be like September and October were loaded. Like just everyone was I getting married what it then. Is. The heat in the summer makes it really hard, I think, for weddings, especially up here, because it is humid. So we tend not to get as many July and August weddings. Um, but 2020, or 2022 is just crazy because everyone's trying to get married because everything got pushed off last year. Yep. So we're, this year's nuts every month. But right. typically, the fall weddings here are more desirable. You've got the pretty leaves and the temperatures are pretty good. And
0: Right. Whole- right. And so if I come to you with like a, a cake order... How does the process go from like start to finish?
1: Um. So typically, I'll ask, "All right, like, what are they looking for? For how many people are they feeding?" That's the first thing, because then we know uh, the size of the cake. Ten. Ten. Okay. So you're gonna go for a six-inch cake, which is just like a single tier, and then you pick flavors. So you do the flavor mm. of cake and the flavor of fillings.
0: Uh, ah, and- funfetti cake.
1: <laughs> funfetti cake. So funfetti filling. That's like a cream cheese, vanilla bean buttercream.
0: Look at like you are just like rattling this off time. I'm so impressed. Yes, I will do that filling for sure.
1: All right. And then a vanilla buttercream on the outside. Obviously. And then what kind of decoration?
0: Oh, right. Decoration's the important part. I I will say the when we did the Dungeon Dragons event and you had like the D twenty decorations, that was amazing. That was so cool. Like you guys can literally do any theme.
1: Yeah, anything. And, like, sometimes we use chocolate molds and, like, cast those, and that's really nice. And then sometimes we make handmade decorations where we're cutting things out, like, from a template. Or we're just doing flowers, like, buttercream flowers or even the gum paste ones are fresh. It depends on the theme.
0: Have you ever uh, did, like, chocolate and molding?
1: Um, So, yeah, I used to do... So we did chocolate in school, and then I got to do a little bit of chocolate at Turning Stone where we're, like, tempering and doing everything. Um, Mm. We tend to use, like, a a pre-tempered chocolate at the shop that, like, sets up... um You don't have to, like, temper it. But... And that works well for molds. We make all of our own chocolate garnishes, so...
0: Oh, you make all of all your own stuff? The Yeah, so garnishes? anything,
1: like, the little flowers and stuff like that that are on the cupcakes, we make them.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I, I got sidetracked for a second. So we got our decorations on the cake. And then what do you do after that?
1: And then we... Just kind of discuss like the date and the pickup time well i guess we start with the date and then we discuss pickup time at the end um and then like weddings are delivery so if it's a wedding then i'll confirm up like their when their ceremony starts because we like to set up about an hour and a half before the ceremony or like be there to set up so we're out before any of the guests come in so we're not in the way and it's kind of just seamless so
0: right right and has there ever been a, a like what was i'll say what was the biggest wedding cake you've had to do
1: hmm. I think the biggest wedding cake I've ever had to do was seven tiers.
0: Seven tiers?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was oh literally like tippy toes. I mean, I'm not tall. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I am short, but I'm like <laughs> on a step. So like tippy toes trying to put this like top layer on. It was this huge like square base. with so like like round and they, oh, it was incredible. That was a turning stone and it was like over the top and embellished. It had like all this lace applique and these like beads and flowers and peacock oh. feathers it was it was incredible oh
0: my god i'm sweating listening to this sounds like it's just so like ima- like you on the very tippy toes like one slip you fall into the cake
1: <laughs> but that's i had one of the girls from the bakery there, like holding me like <laughs> we're good we're good
0: <laughs> you got you're on somebody else's shoulders and then they're on somebody else's shoulders like a, a triple tier <laughs> human cake basically yeah <laughs> what do you think is the the biggest difference between, uh, working for like turning stone versus like your bakery?
1: Um, control over what we get to offer. So mm. like, I do not like doing fondant covered cakes, so I don't offer them on my menu because
0: what is, I, don't, what is
1: it about? I, I don't feel like I do a good job and a lot huh. of people don't like the flavor to begin with. So I feel like I do a really nice buttercream cake, um, or like a semi-naked cake. Something like that. With like either the gum paste flowers. Or the floral like buttercream decorations. And piping. But for me fondant. I don't work well with it. And I just I don't like it. So that's something that I never really wanted to continue doing.
0: A fondant is one of those those weird ones. You eat it and it's either hit or mess. And more times yeah. it's a mess. All right. There more times I'm just peeling that off. I brand, but. And then you guys even do like different. These look like ice cream cake pops.
1: Oh yeah, those are really cute, and I just got an order for those later this month.
0: I think I can even share my screen. I'm just I'm looking at your Instagram while while you're talking because I got some macaroons. Hold on, I think I can do a window. Yeah, perfect. haha ha!
1: <laughs> There's so anybody
0: that's watching right now. You can uh, actually look at the screen. You see uh, her Instagram. Like these cakes are phenomenal. That is so like this one. This is the one we you're talking about. That's a that's a cake pop. So,
1: yeah. So those are cake pops. So we take cake and we mix them with buttercream and then we like put them in this mold and then you put a little um, popsicle stick in and then you dip them in chocolate and decorate them.
0: Oh, my God. Those have to be so much fun to make.
1: <laughs> they are. Well, so emily one of our girls who works out front she primarily does them and (laughs) sometimes she has cake popped out and she's like i don't want to do them anymore (laughs) i'm done (laughs)
0: because it's it's it could be definitely repetitive especially when you get an order of like you get how many in an order like what like 20
1: yeah normally like two dozen is typical we did like hundreds of them for the holidays so
0: (laughs) dang oh my god a yoshi cake you guys could literally do anything
1: anything and so like that was like hand cut out we use um let's print off like a picture of yoshi and then roll out the fondant and cut out each layer and then layer it to make that
0: oh my god that's so cool so then i guess my next question what is what is your favorite one of these things to make is it the cake pop is it the cakes is it the macaroons
1: i love really pretty wedding cakes like really like romantic things with like gum paste flowers or scroll piping, um, anything that's like really creative and pretty, I guess. That was pretty. And,
0: yeah, this so that's actually like it's like slopes.
1: that's Lauren's wedding cake. So she got oh, married this past awesome. weekend, and I went up to Placid and built it up there. And I was like in her wedding and also setting up the cake.
0: Oh my god, that must have been wild.
1: It was amazing.
0: And I even got uh, yeah in your website too. You guys have some really oh like this one right this is like a pretty wedding cake yes that's like that is so cool the design out so like when you are making the cake for somebody's wedding do you show them examples of like these cakes that you've made and to try to find like because i can't imagine somebody's going to come to you and say i want a bottom tier pink top tier white lace or or i don't know maybe that does
1: happen that is kind of what happens. Typically, people will look for pictures. Um, I did update like our whole website with all of our different like cakes that we did last year and stuff I've done in the past to kind of give the customers like at least a somewhere to start with. We obviously do things that are custom, but um, a lot of times it's really helpful to have them like be like, oh, this is what I'm going for, like textured buttercream or smooth buttercream, things like that
0: gotcha god there's so many different like techniques involved in this too so <laughs> many different like you even have like do you have the macaroon and like this gold leaf on the outside
1: yeah so it's edible gold dust and we mix it with vodka and then we brush it onto the cake
0: well that sounds like a good time <laughs> yeah like your website has like the custom cakes and every wow that's so cool man it's, it's really impressive stuff. Like how, how talented you are. And I would even call you like an, like literally artist, right? Like that is, yeah, it's that is what you're doing.
1: Form. We just use a different medium.
0: You just eat edible media. That's all. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. That is so cool. So like now that you guys are starting to expand your business, is there other like, um, Things that you want to branch out into, like other different types of sweets. Um,
1: not really. I like having our staples and doing what we do and doing it well. Um, and we try to like expand on what we have and offer different flavors and things like that. Um, if we did anything, if we delved into anything new, I feel like it would be entremets, which is like a really like upscale kind of pastry where it has like a bunch of different layers and textures and things, and then they're glazed and they're really beautiful um, but those take a little bit of time so uh,
0: that's kind of like next level you think
1: yeah definitely
0: gotcha now what is what is one piece of equipment that you wish you had in your bakery
1: if we could fit it in the bakery a fondant sheeter probably to like roll out different things when we're cutting out decorations and stuff would be nice because um, mm. we roll everything out by hand and you can also use it for like sugar cookie dough which is it would be really mm. helpful. We had one of those at Turning Stone and it was amazing. That's, but... <laughs> like,
0: that's like dream equipment in the in the bakery.
1: Yeah, just because it makes life so much easier and it, it rolls it out consistently. they the same thickness and stuff like that.
0: You don't have to worry about inconsistency thickness, basically.
1: Yeah. And for us, though, we do kind of um, get around that because we use wooden dowels. And so we'll put the two of them on the table and then use the rolling pin over top so that we get the same mm. consistent size every time.
0: Right. How, like, how do you still learn all these cool new techniques? Are you just experimenting or are you uh, collaborating so with other bakers?
1: With the baking industry, we do talk to each other a lot. Um, I've learned a lot just from the different jobs I've had. Um, and then, honestly, watching people on social media. Like, mm. that's a huge tool for us seeing different techniques and the tutorial videos and things like that. And I love books. I have so many books.
0: <laughs> ah, cookbooks are your go to. Yes gotcha well as social media like that like that is how you you blew up on instagram because you're so talented like people just started following you all over the place and i think that's probably why like you seek to social media is because of how many people flock to you so you got so many great resources that you can follow back and and watch yeah it's
1: it's awesome and the social media it helped A lot when we opened the business because I felt like it was so easy to get like our name out there and to promote ourselves and I already had like a following and a clientele, so that was incredible and was so helpful.
0: Yeah, this one's from your personal. From my personal, yeah. Like this is so crazy.
1: (laughs) I like barely update my personal page now. I'm like, because I run the business Instagram, so I'm constantly like trying to get stuff on there. So every once in a while, I'll get a few things that I like to put on mine
0: yeah like like this what like what is that technique looks like it's almost like smeared blended watercolors
1: so it's like a palette painted cake those were really popular the last couple of years and i love them i think they're beautiful and that's like those are one of my favorite things to do
0: wow that is so cool That's so it's just really cool because like i don't have uh the famous unicorn cake People love those oh unicorn god. cakes now.
1: So many. <laughs> yes. That was a huge fad for like, I don't know, like three or four years. And <laughs> we just yeah. they've they've lived on.
0: <laughs> the the fads come and go even in baking.
1: Yes. It's and it's interesting because it does kind of change things up and and then you get to do like a million of them. So <laughs> you get at it. And then really you're like, Oh my it.
0: god, when will this go? When will this yep. pass? <laughs> That's funny. That's and when uh you get these opportunities to like do different cakes do you usually kind of like stick to what you know or are you like "Mm, here's a challenge for me to try something out of the box
1: um so it's kind of both ways so like a lot of times i like to do things kind of how i know how to do them but it's always good to like grow and like try new things but it's really difficult sometimes people will bring us pictures and be like i want this exact cake and it's like from someone completely different and i'm like okay but i'm a different artist so like how i do it and interpret it it's going to be a little different so that's that's the only like thing where it's a little more difficult
0: right right and you said something earlier too though i thought it was really cool that like uh, a lot of the bakers and stuff are always talking to each other and helping each other out that is really kind of like refreshing to hear only because it's you would think like, oh, there's another bakery down the street and they sell macaroons, screw those guys. But you're like, no, I, we help each other out and we do the thing.
1: There's more than enough business to go around. And honestly, we suggest people to the places that are around us because we know that they do a good job and we know the client's going to be happy. And like in, in the end, you're only helping other bakeries and helping the customers. So right. you end up with a good experience. Like We send tons of people to Ginger Snap. We'll send people to Cupcakers down the road and they're like a mile down the road (laughs) but like if we can't take something it's good to know that we have bakeries that we're, we're like yeah these guys do an awesome job too
0: yeah and how how have you like met those kind of people is it just from you're like oh let's go take a walk and go check this place out They're around the corner
1: um so yes and no like i've definitely made a point to go to like a bunch of the bakeries that are local and um but kind of working at Turning Stone and like working in the area, you end up working with the people who end up at these shops. Hmm. So like Kelsey, who owns Ginger Snap, worked at Turning Stone with me. And then Tasha, who works with us, had worked at Cupcakers before too. So I like when they first opened, I went there because she was there and it was like incredible to see them. They had like a line and it was it was amazing but like and then so i met amy who's the owner there and um then Amberly, who used to work with me at half moon she works there now and so like everyone kind of changes and ends up everywhere in syracuse
0: that's cool though it's 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 good to see like a a sense of community within like a certain group of people it's just nice it's refreshing to hear that you guys aren't like at each other's throats for stuff you know
1: yeah. And I mean, I'm sure we're all competitive in our own ways, but we're here to support each other. It doesn't do anyone good to be nasty or competitive. And
0: so makes the world a better place, right? Yes. <laughs> now, if you could pick one like celebrity baker to cook with, who would it be? Cause I imagine if you have a collection of cookbooks, you probably have a bunch from like one amazing baker.
1: So, well i i've actually taken a class with her but maggie austin is amazing she does sugar flower work and i went down a couple of years ago and took one of her classes um it was incredible she is like the nicest person she's so humble but she is like, so incredibly talented but if i could work for her like if i didn't own my own shop and i could work for her i would do it in a heartbeat
0: yeah do you was it uh it was like a seminar she put on
1: yeah, so it was a week-long intensive, and we went in, and we basically made um, all of these different flowers, and then we arranged them. And it was meant to mimic, like, these, I think it was, like, English paintings of, like, flowers and, like, fruit. And so cool. it was really neat.
0: Have you learned some new techniques from going to, like, one of those seminars. That's cool. Yeah. Do you go to a lot of different seminars?
1: Um, No, I'd like to go to more um there is like this pastry academy out in las vegas that i'd love to take classes at Mm -hmm. which i i know i'm not gonna be able to pronounce his name correct but it's like Omri, and he Uh, has like a netflix show and he does chocolate work and it's incredible it's that chocolate Uh, guy
0: on uh, netflix he is it like uh the cooking show where it's like they're more like in a school it's like a chocolate school
1: it's like school of chocolate i think it's called
0: yeah oh there it is yep yep there it is yeah no that's that's so talent when i see people like that people like you like making with those cakes, the chocolates, the bread, like all these things. It's just, it's such a cool, unique medium that you don't think are ways to express yourself. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you wouldn't think like cake decorating is a good way to have an artistic creative side of you, but you look at these cakes, you're like, Oh my God, how can this not, how can this cherry ball, like look, cherry blossom cake. Like that's, that's freaking beautiful. That's, that is a piece of work. Like that.
1: Yep. I now love, when you see I this,
0: when you see somebody like cut into it, does it hurt your soul a little bit?
1: No. I think that's the funniest thing that people come in and say they're like, "Oh no, it's too beautiful <laughs> to eat." And I'm like, "No. <laughs> like take a picture and then eat it because it's just as good."
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz you you want people to eat it. You don't want people to be like, "Nah, never mind."
1: Yep. But it definitely it means a lot when people like appreciate the beauty of the things. <laughs>
0: Well, no, it's really cool because you're you're very talented. Especially, it's really cool because we had we met each other. Oh my god, when we played frisbee together it was what like 2010, twelve years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah. Well, where was I? I was at Turning Stone, so it might have been like 2011,
0: 2013. Yeah, and it's just so cool to see. Like, it really is. Like you said earlier, like you are getting better and better and better every time you're you're baking, and as well as is the other bakers in your. Um, and your bakery, its just, it's really cool to see because it's a, it's a unique medium that I don't think many people can, can do like, oh my God, I just keep looking at pictures. I keep, I should not look at the pictures and focus <laughs> at you. I'm sorry. I'm getting hungry. No, I picked fine. up a bunch of, uh, I've got like an assorted box of 10 macaroons that I'm saving for dessert. But those cupcakes though, they might not make it to <laughs> dessert tonight. They might not make it to dessert. So, uh, a lot of the stuff that you put in the cooler, that is like overstock of people who had like ordered something.
1: Yeah. So we'll basically like make extra with it being in mind that we're putting it in the case. And honestly, the stuff that's in the case is mostly the team and not a lot of my work. So Mm. that beauty comes from them.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Do you have any regulars? Do you have people who come in like every Sunday for a, for a box?
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of different regulars, um, and a lot of them are part of our Macaroon Club, which we do the first Friday of every month. So okay. we'll do like four different like seasonal macaroons or whatever, like themed macaroons. Whoa. And so we see a lot of our regulars there. But we do have people we see every week. We see the library ladies like a couple times a week. We love them. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, this really
0: nice. Macaroon <laughs> Club. What is that yeah. about? Like, is that a monthly subscription? You get a loot box sent to your <laughs> to your house?
1: Yeah. So what actually happened was around Christmas, I think it was the first year we were open, I have a regular Amy um, and her mom came in and said, hey, I want to get a gift. I want it to be something. Maybe she can come in and get something every month that's like a little different. And I had previously talked like with my friends about it, about doing like a macaron subscription box because you see all these different subscription boxes of people wanting to kind of get something new and fun every month. And so I was like, this is a perfect like time to do this. So we set it up. We did it for her. And then people heard about it. And they're like, oh, oh, what's this? And so <laughs> we ended up getting like 50 people for this Macaron of the Month Club, which has, we did again this year. Um, but it, it's fun. And it gets people in the door. And like we get to see them. And they enjoy it. And I don't know. <laughs> it's nice.
0: Okay. So how does somebody become a part of this club?
1: Um, we typically like you'll email us and we would do add you to the list and then you just pay mm. for the year. That way, sometimes people just want to come and grab their box and get out because they're like uh. doing errands or whatever. So we try to right. make that as easy as possible.
0: Nice. Now you said they're all, it's like a different rotating flavors.
1: Yeah. So it's two different types of macarons, two of each. So you get four macarons in the little box.
0: Okay. So how do you figure out what flavors to do?
1: Um, so a lot of time it's discussion with the team because the first year it was super easy and I always want to do like something different and fun. And I was like, I have no idea. I'm like, what do you guys think? And then like, so then we brainstorm and come up with like some fun things. And like the the last month, Emily was like, we should do something like very sweet because we had these little chocolate bears that we put on the macaroons oh. and the Valentine's one. So it was it was cute.
0: That's cool. So it's like a team collaboration. Yeah. Okay. Then what's your favorite macaroon? What's Kaylee's favorite macaroon?
1: the raspberry macaroons oh just the raspberry jam
0: Uh, now macaroons are hard to make correct
1: yeah they are very sensitive you kind of have to know what you're doing but once you have a good system down and you know how to make them it you can make them consistently
0: what makes them so difficult is it just that they're very sensitive
1: um so you have to have well you definitely have to use a convection oven i don't have luck making them at home in a conventional oven so a convection oven rotates the air um, within the oven and makes it bake evenly and then um so it's cooking the sugar doing the egg whites and like whipping them and making the meringue but not over whipping it because if you over whip it then they deflate and you get these little air pockets and then well, you mixing... have to whip it a
0: lot to get the meringue yep. <laughs>
1: <You'll> <laughs> they make fun of much. me because i'm like Okay, but you want it bubbly, but like not too bubbly, and you also want to stream it in, but then you can only <laughs> let it whip for this long. But if it's not ready, then you have to whip it a little longer. <laughs> so like, Tasha makes so much fun of me. It's it's hilarious. But then like when you're folding in the last um, bit of the meringue, and you're folding the batter at the end, you can't overmix it because if you do it, they like spread out. So uh,
0: that's that's what gives them uh, like the rounded shape, and then there's a uh, the outside crust, right? There's yep, a, a little bean- foot. Ah, see, I knew it. I knew it. I only knew that because we had uh, when uh, my wife and I, we went uh, to France on our honeymoon, we had macaroons and the guy was like telling us all about this jam. And look at the feet on this bad boy. This one's delicious. This is, this is a good one right here. Like, you know, like he was giving us the whole spiel on it. I don't know why I remember. It was kind of random. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was a misconception that they're really hard to make or if it's like legitimately very difficult to make
1: yeah and i've had the recipe since god before i was at sugar and company downtown because that's where i first started making them um and each place that i have gone i have had to rework the recipe because different like just environmental factors and how the different ovens behave and stuff like that
0: do you have like any family recipes that you use like you have any bakers in your family
1: no i don't actually (laughs)
0: So, you're going to pass on some awesome recipes
1: to my staff. I don't actually plan on having like kids or anything like that. Oh,
0: well, there you go. Well, you still have family members you can pass those delicious recipes on to.
1: Maybe one day my brother will get all the recipes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Do you, if you're going to have all the recipes, you might as well put them in a cookbook. Are we ever going to see Kaylee's macaroon cookbook?
1: I'd love to have a cookbook someday, but probably after we get like, a little i mean we're established but i'd like to have a couple more years under our belt to really come up with like our staples and our signatures
0: do you think it would be like a macaroon focus book or a cake focus book i
1: think book? it would be a cake and macaroon just like a it would be like a sugar blossom cake shop book so
0: that would be awesome that would be so cool because what chef doesn't want a cool a cool cookbook
1: yeah, even just to say like, oh, I have this; it's mine. <laughs>
0: yeah, and also like, all your cakes, Kaylee, are like book-worthy, like magazine-worthy. Like these are really good cakes. Like they they belong in a a, a nice pr- like I see a nice like coffee table book, you know yes. what I mean, with all the sweet <laughs> pictures and like the recipe and the breakdowns and everything. <sighs> so when uh, you started Sugar Blossom, what was it that made you want to even name it Sugar Blossom?
1: Um, so we got the name from the sugar flowers or the gum paste flowers that um, we put on the cakes because that's what we wanted to kind of be our signature thing, and it was kind of unique. Um, I don't know. That was just one of my passions. So
0: that's cool. Did you come up with that name with Lauren, or was it just like we are so good with these? This is we got a name at that.
1: It, we kind of brainstormed and then kind of landed on that. I think after going back and forth.
0: Nice. That is so cool. That I, it seems like especially having a a business with a good friend seems like it would be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it definitely Um, is. And we've always been super supportive and I don't know. It just, it's been really nice.
0: I'm like, I'm trying to imagine me running a bakery with Mike and I feel like it would be the best job of my life. I feel like (laughs) I would have so much fun. It would just give me an excuse to hang out with him all day.
1: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> you do end up running out of stories. I will say like when we first started and it was just us two, because, you know, we started and we were like, yeah, we're going to open this bakery with no staff. We're going to be able to run it ourselves. We're going to do cakes primarily, and we're not going to have a ton of business in the front. It'll be fine. We quickly learned that that was not the case. And I think two <laughs> weeks after we opened, had to hire staff. Um, <laughs> so that was and then we hired like a part-time counter person and a part-time person to help us in the back. And then by January, we were like, all right, that's it. We need a full time front person. Like, we need someone out here all the time because we need to focus on the baking. But, but the, like, the more and more we work together, we'd come in and be like, I don't have anything to talk about. Like, we've <laughs> talked about everything. Right. <laughs> and we're here, right. we're together all the time.
0: <laughs> 60 hours a week together in a bakery all the time. Yep. How many people do you have working for you?
1: We have six.
0: Six. I was imagining like it would be like ten or twelve people.
1: No, I I feel like I mean the kitchen is really tiny, and so the only way we would really be able to expand, I guess, would be to have like a night shift, which Mm. I'm not super keen on right now. Yeah, Um, but it seems like bakeries
0: are usually up super early in the morning. Do you have that same thing, or is it with cakes? Is probably something different.
1: So our baker goes in at four um and then typically four a.m. Yes. (laughs) 4 a.m. Wow. <laughs> we go in at 4 a.m. on Saturdays because we open at 8. But because we open at 10 during the week, I'm in at 6, and then I'm there until like normally 4. Sometimes I close on so there till 6. Um, but yeah. Mm.
0: Gotcha. Wow, that's that, those 4 a.m. shift. That is no joke.
1: No, it some people like it though. Like I don't, I don't think I would mind it if I did it consistently. But since I vary it, it's a little more difficult.
0: Right, and like with you. Varying the schedule, does that help with a better work life balance for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's nice because like I'll go in, I'll work like six to four, and then I'll be able to come home and like run. I try to run. I'm running with a team um for this season. Oh, nice. So we're training for races with miles to macros. So Oh nice. Um, but yeah, it helps a lot having having a schedule that kind of fluctuates and then like we do D and D on Saturdays now. So nice which during the wedding season, I'm sure that'll change a little.
0: Yeah. So every Saturday night you guys play D&D?
1: Yeah, we try when people's schedules aren't conflicting.
0: Right. It's your, uh, does your husband or boyfriend fiance, does he, he's the DM, right?
1: Yeah. Paul is my husband and he's the DM. Yes.
0: Yes. I followed him on Instagram because Mike was like, dude, did you see the setup that <laughs> Kaylee's husband did? You need to check out. He like really like sets up environments and stuff too, right?
1: And he loves it. And he he just started getting into it this year, but he does an awesome job, and it, it's so much fun for him.
0: <laughs> That's cool. That are you guys running a, a specific campaign, or is he just like homebrewing stuff?
1: Um, so I think he has a little bit of homebrewing, but I think we're doing a campaign, Princes of the Apocalypse, or something.
0: Whoa, that sounds cool. That sounds yeah, cool. So How many people are fun. at the table?
1: Um, so now it's four of us playing because we added David.
0: <laughs> oh, David's playing
1: yeah it's awesome Dave plays with you (laughs) yes he does
0: oh that's so funny after the D &D event dave played with you guys and now he plays at the house with you guys that's amazing
1: it was nice to have because like it was just three of us which was kind of hard like to play with just three and then it was nice to add like a guy to the group and he adds like a little bit more like banter and it's fun
0: uh dave is also one of the kindest people i have ever most kindest genuine people i think i've ever met in my life and I think he is like a fantastic d and d player He, he is, is so he's he he's loves just like himself like
1: getting into it and like playing the character, and we all like doing that too so it's it's perfect
0: that's so cool that's that blows my mind. I love <laughs> to hear that you guys are like after the the event you guys were playing together now
1: yep it oh my like after God after then we' like we're talking with him and we're like, "Oh, you should come play with us
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome that makes my heart. So warm. I love that. Just be I love Dave so much. He's such a good dude. And and he's uh he's awesome. That's so cool. And now when you guys uh play, do uh it's you said it was three girls, Dave and, and um, Paul's husband, the DM. Yep. Your husband the DM and does he usually like do the whole environment, like setups, pieces and stuff?
1: it depends on what we're doing if it's like a big battle that's when he tends to set up the table otherwise we run it on foundry oh nice so and then like i feel like we weren't really using that much this weekend because it was kind of just an interactive like role-playing session uh
0: yeah sometimes it's just like some sessions you go into it's like no combat story doesn't progress too far everybody's just rp'ing and kind of giggling the goofing
1: whole time. around yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what it was last night
0: right and uh, like is that part of like the D night is that how you have like a good work-life balance like how important is that to you or are you just like a workaholic and you just work all the time
1: uh, i'm a thousand percent workaholic but i love having like that time carved out to like spend with him and my friends and like as much as i do work a lot like when i am home at night i feel like I value the time that I get with him more and I kind of like just, you know, wind down. Like D&D is like so nice where I can just like sit back and enjoy it and not really think about anything else.
0: Yeah, right. It's not Kaylee's time to have to plan a whole meal for yeah. for a whole wedding party. You just get to be a, an elf cleric that you don't have to. What are you playing?
1: I am a draconic sorcerer.
0: Oh my God, I love that. What is Dave playing?
1: <laughs> uh, he is... Oh, my God. I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> he's going to watch this. Uh, <laughs> he's Olga but and Clarence, but I don't remember what they are. I want to say they're an orc. And I'm so sorry if I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He he won't be upset. And then you have uh, <laughs> Sherry, right? Sherry Tuttle? Yeah. Yep. Oh,
1: she's a barbarian. Wow. So she's a gnome barbarian.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That's sweet. And is the fourth person Lauren? That'd be um, pretty no. sweet.
1: No, Lauren's not not into D&D and stuff like okay. that. Um okay. we play with our other friend Kate and she is a cleric.
0: Uh it was Kate the one that went to the D&D yes. night? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. That's so funny. Yeah, I uh I grew up with uh Sherry's brother Steve. We oh, graduated yeah. together from CNS and my grandmother used to babysit me and my sister who lived kitty corner around from Steve and Sherry. So we, oh, we used to always so hang funny. out. I know. Yeah. And I, I st- I hit like after we graduated, I just haven't seen Sherry forever. And then she came up to me at three lives and I was like, Sherry, Oh my God. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. It's just, it's so cool to see like even 15 years later, everybody's doing well and also enjoying yeah. D and <laughs>
1: I've known Sherry and Kate since like, yep. <laughs> I've known them for a really long time. Like since like early high school, I've known Sherry a little bit longer but we kind of stuck together and it's nice to hang out still.
0: Man. That's so cool. I just, I could say, I totally forgot you, you guys played Dungeons and Dragons too. I could have gone off on a whole tangent about that too. <laughs> this was Haley. This was a lot of fun. And I learned so much about your bakery. I love those cupcakes so much that you made <laughs> for oh, us. At it was just so delicious. Like you blew me away. You really are like an artist for real. Aww. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thanks for doing this and spending uh, an hour of your your day uh, to shoot the shit about your shop and D&D.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. And I don't know. It was awesome.
0: Something a little different, right? Am I your first <laughs> podcast?
1: I've been on one other podcast, but it was a while ago. It hasn't been since I've owned the bakery. So
0: Okay. So there we go. You heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, thank you. I appreciate you very much.
1: All right, well, thank you.